1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It certainly does. And every Sunday morning at this time, it's such a pleasure to be in your company, ladies and gentlemen, and that of Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, who does so much to protect what we work so very hard for. Ray, good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We are conveniently located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. All the good roads are coming together now. Finally, things are being paved, lines are being drawn, and now it's an absolute road rage out there in the morning. People trying to get ahead of one another, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So It's going to be the Dartmouth 500. Yeah, that's probably not a bad description. I think ultimately it will work, but right now it still can be a madhouse out there sometimes. But... Welcome to our Sunday morning show. Today we're going to talk about something uh, that you might find interesting, I hope, and that is how should you act with your lawyer and how should you act with your financial advisor? And more importantly, what should you expect, what kind of treatment should you expect from your lawyer and from your financial advisor? There's new information in the news uh, recently about the new fiduciary rule, the best interest rule. We're going to talk about a little bit of that today. Uh, Financial advisors starting June 9th when it comes to retirement accounts only are required to act in your best interest as as opposed to having what used to be a suitability standard. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and explain what the difference is between suitability and fiduciary or suitability and best interest. But first, I'd like to say a warm hello to Peter Lance. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Peter. And secondly, I'd like to say hello to attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to talk about everything you ever wanted to say about your lawyer, but you were afraid to ask. No, I didn't say that quite right today. Everything you wanted to ask your lawyer about how they operate, but you might not have been uh, willing to ask. And we're also going to answer some questions about how you should interact with your financial advisor. And Pete, that's what you and I do. And Mike, of course, you're an attorney and you practice law in Massachusetts. Um, Let's see, I think you're also admitted in New York, are you not? I am, yes. I uh, went to law school in New York, Hofstra School of Law in Long Island, and I passed the bar down there in 2007. And then I moved back up here and took the Massachusetts bar as well, so I'm admitted in both states. It's a 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Wow. It is, yeah. isn't it? Well, um, shall we begin? Our topic is, what should you expect from your legal or financial advisor? So I've got a, a series of questions I want to ask, and here's the most important question of the day, and you're going to hear this at the end as well. If we were having this discussion three years from today, and you were looking back over those three years, What has to have happened in your life, both personally and professionally, for you to feel happy with your progress? Because you see, this question is all about you, our listening audience, and it's all about you, our clients. We want to find out what's important to you, what do you need to accomplish over the next three years for you to feel that you've made some significant progress in your life? It's kind of a powerful question. The second important question we're going to ask today is, 
What should you expect from your legal or financial advisor? So I'm going to give you a few ideas, and we're going to talk about some of these, and we're going to talk about some very recent changes in the law in, in uh, coming out of the Department of Labor. It actually began under the Obama administration. Uh, the rule was postponed for a little bit by the Trump administration, Department of Labor, but it actually goes into effect fairly quickly. We'll come back to that in just a moment. So what should you expect from your legal or financial advisor? Well, first of all, we want to make sure that the person is competent and well-trained. So Mike, for example, I think you graduated with honors, did you not? Cum laude, yeah. Cum laude means uh, with praise. Yes. That's exactly what that means. Secondly, we want to be working with somebody who has experience. Um, So you've been practicing law now for 10 years. I have, yeah. Do you ever wonder why they say you're practicing law? It's a continual continual practice. You're always learning. That's a good Um, answer, actually. Regardless of how many years you've been practicing or how old you are, uh, we see all the time we're on a listserv, actually, and we have attorneys always asking questions about their individual cases. So you're always learning on the on the job. Hmm. And laws change constantly. And I guess doctors are the same thing because we talk about doctors as practicing medicine. I guess we just hope they're not practicing on us, (laughs) right? Um, We also expect our financial advisor, our legal counsel, to have a sense of discipline about them. That means you have to get things done. It means you have to pay attention to detail. And the kinds of business that you're in, Mike, and the kinds of business that, Peter, you and I do, at this point, we're working on uh, financial things. Boy, if you don't pay attention to detail, you know, things aren't going to get done the way they need to get done. We also expect loyalty. We expect that whoever represents us is going to be loyal to our needs, attentive to our needs. We expect and certainly require confidentiality. Anything you say to a lawyer, for example, is privileged information, isn't it, Mike? For the most part, yep. For the most part, that's good. So I won't ask you a lot of questions about that. I wonder what the duty would be if somebody says, I've, to their lawyer, I've I've really decided that I have to kill my spouse tomorrow. Exactly. That would not be, I mean, that would be a situation where an attorney would be able to... uh, confide or reveal that information because some third party's at risk. Okay. So that's that's a good response. I think I knew the answer to that question as well, but I thought it was worth making that particular point. But for the most part, things that you talk about uh, in the presence of your lawyer and the confidentiality of the office environment, uh, those are privileged and confidential information, and things have to be kept confidential. We also expect our financial advisor or legal advisor to, to, to be able to answer your questions. Or if you can't answer the question immediately off the top of your head because you don't carry a whole bookshelf of statutes in your head, obviously, you have to be able to research and find an answer, correct? Right. That's why they have all those books on their lawyer's shelves and why they have, uh, there's Westlaw and LexisNexis that are designed to research the law. And so that's, yeah, it always needs to be done. And one other trait I think is very important for a legal advisor or a financial advisor is communications. You have to be able to reach somebody. If you have an emergency, you want to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody. If you send an email, you want to get a written response. You want simple, quick, 
straightforward communications. Right, and that's what clients expect. They want to know what's going on with a case, whether it's a real estate transaction or estate planning. They want to be in the loop and know what's going on. So there's actually, lawyers have a, a duty to keep their clients informed and to give them candid advice. And I guess the last thing that we expect from financial advisors and from legal advisors is that we want to make sure that the advice and the recommendations that are provided are suitable. They're appropriate for the person who's sitting in front of you, uh, their financial situation, the legal problems they're having, their position in life. You want to make sure that the advice that you give and the recommendations you make are suitable. Right? That's especially in estate planning, especially uh, you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing for the client, not only for them, but a lot of times it's going to involve heirs. And we've seen it many times if the heirs are aggrieved, then you're going to have a situation. So you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing uh, for the client and for their legacy. Okay, so you want to make sure that basically sort of the family's protected. Well, two points to touch on, first of all, is I would say that everyone at USA Wealth Group and everyone at Lance Law will return a call, certainly within 24 hours, usually the same day, unless it's you know very late in the day, to at least acknowledge that you've received their message. And even if you don't have the answer for them, that you will look into it and that you've received the message. So they're not just waiting and wondering if somebody has even heard their message. Um, that's very important. That's something that I think that we've always done. I don't think that's ever been an issue. The other thing is, you know, you're talking about what's suitable for the client, and that's what today's show is all about. Uh, it's all about the DOL uh, rule, and and it's essentially for those people who have not done what's suitable for their clients or what's in the best interests of their clients. And um, it's it's sort of like the one bad apple. You know, there's been some people who have probably not done what's in the best interest of their clients and it has really therefore harmed their clients and and now there's an actual rule uh, that we now all have to abide by even though we have always done that. So Peter, let's explain what DOL means. Uh, it's the Department of Labor uh, fiduciary rule and what it now means is that every advisor uh, has to do what is in the best interest of the client, no longer just what's suitable for them. It has to be really what's in the best interest for the client, which is sort of like, well, no kidding. I mean, that's really what it should be. But in effect, we're really now restating something and making it mandatory for something that most people who are acting as professionals already do. Correct. And that change uh, was midnight on uh, June 9th. And the real sweeping changes are going to be January 1st of 2018. Uh, that's going to be across the board, not just for um, uh, retirement accounts. Um, and also, uh, it really could open up the door for much more regulation for anybody who has access to your money. And that's a, something that they're talking about. It's not in the works yet or not done yet, but it really could open up the door for much more regulation and scrutiny across the board. So let me state it just a little bit differently. What we've gone to, what we've changed from in the financial industry, only as it pertains to retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, and so forth, uh, the rule does not apply to non-IRA accounts. So let's be very clear about that. There's a new rule that has just been uh, made into effect um, as of January, uh, excuse me, June 9th, which says that it's no longer enough for a financial advisor to be making recommendations which are suitable 
for the client. Now it's a different standard. And the standard that's now required is, is it also in the best interest of the client? And this is called a fiduciary standard. A fiduciary is somebody that you can trust, and it's also somebody that you can trust to make the right recommendation for you. Not that it may not be just suitable or appropriate, but it has to be in the client's best interest. So that's going to require a little bit more examination than maybe people have been used to in the past. But I want to mention Mike, uh, Attorney Michael Coleman from Lance Law, that lawyers already have this obligation. Lawyers already have the obligation, a little bit different from financial advisors, Lawyers must always act in the best interest of their client, correct? Correct. We're fiduciaries, so we have a responsibility to act in the best interest of the client. <clears throat> it's interesting because before coming on this show today, we were trying to think of you know stories that we could tell on the air where we've acted in the best interest, and we realized, well, that's what we do every time we meet with a client. So right. it's sort of hard to tell a story when that's essentially what we do every time we meet with a client is act in their best interest. Well, I'm going to give a couple of examples in a little bit of the difference between something that might be suitable and something that might be in the best interest of the client. I'll give a story very shortly. I just want to mention quickly that uh, with us this morning is attorney Michael Coleman, um, and he's a lawyer with Lancelot, Inc., and Let's give your address and website and phone number, Mike. Okay. Uh, we're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. If you want to call us, it's 508-998-8800. And the website is lancelawinc.com. You actually and, have some uh, seminars coming yeah, up. I did, I did want to mention that. We have some seminars coming up or workshops, if you want to call them that. Uh, we have two on Wednesday, June 21st. First one's at 2 o'clock. And this is at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. First one's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the second one at 6.30 at night. That's one Hampton Way in Fairhaven. Uh, second round of seminars is at the VFW in Dartmouth. That's on Cross Road. And that's at, on Thursday, June 22nd at 6.30 p.m. And then finally, we have one at uh, 10 o'clock on Saturday, June 24th. That's at our office, Lance Law, at 352 Fonts Corner Road. So if you'd like to sign up for those, please give us a call, 508-998-8800, or you can email us at info at lancelawinc.com. I want to come back to the first question that I put out today on the radio, which is, if we were having this discussion three years from today, and you were looking back over those three years, what has to have happened in your life, both personally and professionally, for you to feel happy with your progress? And what I'm going to suggest, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you don't have an up-to-date estate plan, if you don't have your assets protected, then it would certainly be in your interest to do something like go to one of these workshops in order to find out what kinds of things you might be concerned about, uh, what kind of documents you could create, what kind of plan you might create. You know, I want to come back uh, and talk to uh, Peter Lance for just a second. Um, we're talking uh, today a lot about what should you expect from your legal or financial advisor? And we've just said that lawyers, Mike, um, are already required to act always in the best interest of their client. They are a fiduciary. They are a trusted advisor. And um, I want to mention, Pete, that in our business, we have always acted the same way. We're not technically classified as a fiduciary until recently. But we have always acted in the best interest of the client, and we always will. 
Um, one of the things I decided to do in thinking about today's show, this is going to become part of a, a standard operating procedure in our office, is we have something called our Pledge to You. And these are some of the things that we do already. We have a packet. We have a simple name for it. We call it our Blue and Green Package. And in there we have a series of documents. So when somebody sits down with us, we want to know, first of all, what are your goals? What's important to you? What are your important financial goals and legal goals? And then we'll refer somebody to the law firm if necessary. Is protecting your family and your house and your other assets an important goal for you? Uh, do you have retirement goals? Do you want to be able to retire in comfort and dignity? And do you have legacy goals? Do you want to be able to leave as much as you can to your family? And then one of the things we always do is we always inquire about goals. We're going to ask people to put that more in writing uh, going forward so that they will have a record they can look back on three years later and decide, have they met their goals? Are their goals uh, been taken care of? The other thing we do, and we talk about it a lot in this show, is we always ask clients to complete a budget in an asset sheet. If we don't know what your assets are, we can't give advice. If we don't know what your budget is, you don't know whether you have enough income coming in to be able to retire, to support yourself in retirement. We want to know where does your money come from, what are your expenses. And then do you have a surplus of income or do you have an income gap? And if you have an income gap, obviously, then we need to figure out what can we do to make some changes. Should you have a reverse mortgage so you don't have to make a mortgage payment any longer? Uh, should you have your assets positioned a little differently? And we are going to talk a little bit more in detail about the best interest rule and what does that mean, this new Department of Labor rule. Um, by the way, I want to mention, Pete, when the DOL first proposed this rule, Department of Labor, there was initially confusion on the part of the financial community because they said, why isn't the SEC putting out a financial rule? Why is it coming from the Department of Labor? Or why isn't it coming from a Consumer Protection Bureau or something of that nature? It's an odd source for this kind of a rule to come from. But I guess in some ways it's almost an example of different agencies taking on different bureaucratic tasks that maybe aren't normally under their operation. Um, I want to give a couple of short quotations. Do you realize, Peter, we haven't given any quotes today? I did realize that about a minute ago. I was thinking, my gosh, this sounds very strange. There's no quotes so far. I see pigs flying. Well, this is one of my favorite quotes from Mark Twain, and I've used it a couple of times, but I love it. Patriotism is supporting your country all the time and your government when it deserves it. <laughs> That's an appropriate quote for every age, isn't it? Every age, every time. Absolutely. That's a great quote. I'm going to give you one more from Abraham Lincoln. This is not directly on topic, but I just liked it so much. This is from Abraham Lincoln. My dream is of a place and time where America will once again be seen as the last best hope on earth. Great quotation from Abraham it, it, Lincoln. They're, they're both great quotes, and it's somewhat relevant because Flag Day is coming up. Yep, you're right. Um, what's the date for Flag Day? June 14th. Oh, just testing you. You're right. You know, we just had um, a day that went by totally unnoticed. I didn't see a single thing in the press. I didn't see anything on the evening news about it. Can I guess? Sure. Uh, you're talking about uh, with the um, 
the D-Day, and you're talking yeah. about... June um, 6th, D-Day. On, when I went to a Paw Sox game about a week and a half ago, they were handing out um, the uh, flowers, the poppies. poppies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poppies actually originated in World War One, in Flanders Field, which um, we had Phil Reed on the air once. Yeah, I remember that. To celebrate... Um, anniversaries and so forth but no you saw plenty of news about you know probably kim kardashian and everything else but you didn't hear about d-day no we there was literally there was nothing in the paper there was nothing in the news about d-day it just came and went we talked about it in the office briefly briefly because people there remembered it but i saw um, an interesting thing on on daily mail i don't know if anyone goes on there no um but there was an an article where they had pictures from d-day um the cities and and they Put pictures of the modern day uh, cities and then the the destruction from from the war. So you get to see the juxtaposition of those two right. mm. pictures. Yeah. That Very was powerful. Yeah. Mm. And you went to Prague, Dad, and you were saying that a lot of the architecture, a lot of the buildings there, have remained untouched because it was occupied by Germany almost instantly. So therefore, there was no bombings there. Right. Exactly. Yep. Now it's very interesting to be able to do a little bit of traveling sometimes and see some things. And uh, this show is not going to be a, a rant about the modern youth or the modern age. But when you think about what happened on D-Day, as an example, uh, those are mostly kids. They were 18, 19, 20 years old, and then not much older than that for maybe some of the sergeants and stuff. Well, you, when you look at what happened and what they did versus today's kids the same age, now they need a safe spot to go and hide from you know, bad words. <laughs> well, you're probably right. Well, we won't go into the contrast between the generations, but, boy, it was the greatest generation, wasn't it, Phil? Truly. And um, so enough for D-Day. Um, but our general recommendation is if you want good advice, if you want good recommendations, you have to go to people who know what they're doing and you have to go to experienced people. And people that you trust that are going to be doing you know, what's best on you, for you and, and on your behalf. I mean, it's it sounds silly, but they actually had to come out with a rule for this. Now there is the DOL rule that advisors have to do what is in your best interest. And again, it's sort of like, well, no kidding. But that's what we've always done, and it's it's a no-brainer for us. And we uh, we truly help, pe- help uh, enjoy helping people. And there are times that we cannot do anything for you. We can just give you some simple tips on, um, you know, checking up on your beneficiary forms or whatnot. But if we can't do anything for you and you're in a good position already, we won't recommend doing anything else. So a quick story. I recently did some work to help um, a lady uh, roll over an IRA from a bank account where she was making virtually no interest at all into something more productive. It was actually rolled into a deferred indexed annuity. And she made a lot more money immediately. But she also asked me to take a look at her life insurance policy. It had a $25,000 death benefit with a well-known company. had $19,000 in cash value built on I said, do you want me to analyze that for you? And I did. And so I came back to her with some quotations on this $25,000 policy with $19,000 in cash value. And I said, you could roll this into another policy if you want. And you would be able to pick up $37,000 of death benefit instead of 25000 Of course, the only person that's going to benefit is your beneficiary when you die. And it also means when you roll it over, you're going to take all that $19,000 of cash value 
and you're going to roll it into the new policy, and it will no longer be there for you as cash value. And she just looked at me, and I said, I wouldn't recommend that you do that. I said, we could do that, and we could earn a commission, and it would be suitable for you, but it wouldn't necessarily be in your best interest. Because when you retire, you don't have a very large IRA, and you may want to access the cash that's in your life insurance. She agreed with me. It's called doing the right thing for the client and doing what's in their best interest. We're going to come back in just a minute and talk about some real specifics of what does the new Department of Labor rule mean and a continued discussion about what should you expect from your legal or financial advisor with attorney Mike Coleman and Peter Lance. And we're going to come back and remind you about our upcoming workshops on June 21, June 22, and June 24th. And if you want to register for one of those, give a call to 508-998-8800. We will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. And by the way, uh, visit us at usawealthgroup.com. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. If you'd like one of our many free reports, information about IRA accounts and retirement accounts or perhaps on Social Security, uh, there are so many things out there that really require a lot of training and expertise. Right now in the studio this morning, we have uh, Peter Lance uh, with us, who also works at USA Wealth Group. And we have attorney Michael Coleman, uh, welcome back, gentlemen. Hello. Hi. Michael's with Lance Law, Inc. And, Mike, what's your phone number and your website? You can call us at 508-998-8800 or visit the website at lancelawinc.com. So collectively in this room, ladies and gentlemen, between uh, myself and Mike and Peter, we probably have somewhere around 80 or 90 years' worth of working experience that will be helpful to you. If we looked across the table to the other side of the microphone, instead of just having 80 or 90 years of experience... Yeah, pure wisdom. We probably have another 100 years of experience. 100% wisdom. So evolved, you just 100% wisdom. Come to the oracle. <laughs> I need to pause on that one. It's, there's not even a human figure there anymore. It's just this glowing orb in front exactly. of the microphone. <laughs> I've learned over the millennia. <laughs> We always appreciate your wisdom, Phil. Uh, <laughs> Likewise. Phil, did you ever hear of Derek Jeter? Of course. Peter, have you heard of Derek Jeter? Is there anyone who hasn't? Now, he was with that New York Yankees team, right? <laughs> Is he retired? One of the only Yankees I ever respected. I'm glad you said that. I'm going to give you a quote from Derek Jeter, because we're talking today about what should you expect from your legal or financial advisor. This is a quote from Derek Jeter. Surround yourself with good people people who are going to be honest with you and look out for your best interests. He also surrounded himself with a lot of women throughout the years. That's probably what he had in mind. <laughs> but, and no, um, I don't respect him for that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you admire him for that. You respect him for his character. He was one of the only Yankees players throughout my uh, about 25, 30 years, at least, of really viewing the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry and uh, that I really respected and who played the game the right way, didn't do anything dirty, sleazy, um, that I just always thought was a great player to look up to. Right. Mm -hmm. good, good role model. 
And we don't always have a lot of good role models in sports today, do we? A-Rod, on the other hand. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't say anything bad about people in the air. So let's come back to our topic. I want to give you, uh, first of all, um, a quick reminder again about the upcoming workshops on uh, June 21st at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven, on Thursday, June 22, at the VFW in Dartmouth on Cross Road, and Saturday, June 24th, at the office of Lance Law, 352 Fonts Corner Road. There's going to be a, a workshop called Introduction to Retirement and Estate Planning, How Wills, Trust, and Nursing Home Asset Protection Works. You know, these are really important seminars and workshops, ladies and gentlemen, there's always something you can learn. If you've been to one in the past, you're still welcome to come again. But um, give uh, Mike's office a call at 508-998-8800, and they'll be happy to make a reservation. Reservations are required. Um, it doesn't always happen, but sometimes they do fill up and they do book up, and they have to book another date for a different seminar. So please don't just try to walk in. Uh, if you have a last-minute change, even just call the office. And some of the things that are going to be discussed at that time are wills versus trust, how to avoid probate, disability planning, why durable powers of attorney are important, how to protect children and beneficiaries, long-term care planning, how to qualify for Medicaid, what, can, what are some of the things you can do to protect your house if somebody in your family has to go into a nursing home. And then the second part of the uh, presentation is going to be partly done by uh, Peter and perhaps a little bit by myself. Um, protecting your family with sound financial decisions, how to have some risk-free money for retirement, how you should handle 401k and 403b and IRA rollovers, retirement asset strategies, social security decisions. What are the top 10 things you might want to know about social security that you probably don't know today? And even if you're already retired, you might be able to improve your Social Security benefits. So lots of really good, interesting things will be discussed. Um, June 21, June 22, and June 24th. Take a moment to write the number down, 508-998-8800, and come and get some good information that will help your family. You said something twice at the top of the hour. I did. About your goals what are your goals from three years from now? Yes. We, should in, we should do an entire show on goals, short-term, long-term. What are some good goals to set for yourself? Uh, what are some good goals that you can set for yourself that help others? And uh, start with short-term goals, goals. And, you know, hey, lose five pounds and see where that gets you. Uh, you know, other short-term goals. But how do you track your long-term goals? What are you going to do for uh, goals for three years from now. Where do you put that, and where do you look at it again in three years? Well, we can give you a goal tracker. My goal is to lose more weight faster than Peter. <laughs> You're on your way. I'm eating a pretzel right now. Yes, you are. I'm not. So last week, he told me what his weight was, and that morning I had weighed a half a pound less than Peter. And I said, yay, I don't weigh as much as Peter does. But I have to eat on the go all the time because I have three young children. Hmm. Yes, I have two old children. I have to drink all the time. <laughs> you know what would be a good idea? For anybody who has any kind of a yard, how about this? You get three time capsules, something that's waterproof, even just like a Ziploc baggie inside of a tin. And you and your entire family write down some long-term goals for three years from now. And good you bury idea. it. And then in a year, you bury another one near that one. for you know, So it's always yeah. ongoing. And in three years, you dig up the first one. 
and check out what you've done and what you haven't done and then write down new long-term goals and bury it again. That could be depressing. That could be depressing. <laughs> well, my three-year goal would be to remember where I buried my three-year goals <laughs> and hope that my memory goal stays with me. <laughs> well, it, it is an important subject, though. Of what should you expect from your legal or financial advisor? So, Mike, let me come and ask you a couple of questions. Now, lawyers are, are highly regulated. You've got, um, what, what's it called? It's a Massachusetts Uniform Probate uh, Professional. Rules of professional conduct, excuse me. Okay, so let's talk about some of the things that are actually written in writing for how lawyers must act and particularly act with respect to their clients. Okay. So a few of the rules that I think are, are important to talk about here. One of them is uh, would be Rule 1.4 relating to communication. Okay. So as I mentioned before, lawyers have a duty to be candid when they're speaking with their clients. We have to tell them what we think is in their best interests, even if they don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have to do that. We have to stay in touch with clients and keep them apprised of what's going on uh, with their situation. So that's one of those rules uh, that regulates communication with the client. And I think that's probably a, a source of many complaints that people might have with their lawyer, isn't it? Yeah, and one of the other things I didn't mention is that we have to, as a duty, as an attorney, we have to explain things so that, that clients can understand them. And that can be, in the state planning, things can be complicated sometimes. But we do have a duty to make sure that our clients understand what they're doing in terms of trust planning or anything else that we do for them. Okay, so communications is essential in everything we do, isn't it? And I know you're great at that, explaining things where people can really understand it. And, Dad, just this past week you and I met with someone who said thank you for explaining things to me in plain English so I can actually understand what you're talking about. And a lot of times we have people that go to seminars that say that, um, you know, it really helped to go to that seminar. They'll go to the workshop and listen to us talk about estate planning, and then they'll come in and meet with us. And they have a, you know, a sort of a groundwork to go off of when they come to that meeting. They understand things a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So communications is extremely important. What are some of the other things? Uh, I suppose honesty and fair dealing are essential and automatic of course uh, there's fees so there are rules relating to fees of course you can't charge excessive amount of fees you have to disclose what the fees are unless it's a contingent fee situation which we don't do in estate planning uh, so we always have a, a paper setting forth exactly what we're going to be doing for the client what the fees are going to be we'll have them sign that and have them take a copy so they know what they're getting into mm -hmm. You know, that question comes up a lot. People want to know when they're sitting down talking to you or sitting down in, in a meeting with me or with Peter, uh, how do we get paid for what we do? And one of the things that we have in our business on the financial side is we have a document that simply says how we get paid. And, and by the way, just before you go, get into that, for all of you listening, these are things that we put into place years ago, long before it's now almost like a mandatory thing with the DOL rule. We always wanted to make sure that people that we were up front with people and that they all understood, um, you know, every little aspect, and and we were very forthcoming. And now it's sort of uh, required and mandatory for everyone. You know, that's that's a real important point, Pete, because I can remember going back uh, quite a long time. We didn't used to have to have what was called a suitability statement or a suitability form. Yeah, you created your own back in the and early 2000s. We created one, <laughs> and we told one of the major insurance companies we were doing business with, we think that you ought to get more information about 
the client, what they have for assets, and what percentage of their assets is going into certain kinds of investments and things. We created our own form. Anyway, one of the companies that we dealt with, I'm not going to name them, um, picked up the form, and then they thought that was a good idea, and then they created another form with, with even more detail. I'm not saying that we're solely responsible for them to do that, but these are things that we've thought about a lot. So, for example, if we're doing an annuity with a client, um, people are really unclear. They think that if they put their money into an insurance company, that part of that money is going to get paid back to us. And we will earn a fee, but 100% of the client's funds are always going to go into their own account. The other thing is, historically, we have not uh, handled money uh, for clients. Uh, the money goes directly from the client right into the company. So there's no concern in the middle that somebody's going to not have their money handled safely. It's going to go direct from company to company or institution to institution. Um, but the bottom line is that we, when we get paid, we get paid directly from the company, really out of their earnings, their future earnings, their own administrative costs in the future. And it does not come out of the client's account, the client's money. That's an important consideration. But clients want to know what your fees are, Mike, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. And you put that in writing, I assume? We put it in writing. Uh, we have a fee schedule. Uh, we don't we don't generally tell you know on the radio or over the telephone what our fees are but we'll certainly disclose it when the uh, client comes in to meet with us and they can you know decide if they want to move forward or not you actually talk about it at some of your workshops too don't you we do yes we have uh, slides that show our fees for different uh, state planning packages and if you go to a workshop you usually get um like a, a free consultation, one-time thing? Yeah, there's generally, it's a free consultation unless we're talking about asset protection and Medicaid. Um, and you also get a discount. If you go to the seminar and you want to come into the office and have a consultation and you move forward doing some doc documents, you'll get a discount for going to that workshop. I want to give you a quote from a famous English writer, W.H. Auden. Uh, he said, we are all here on earth to help others. What on earth the others are here for, I don't know. <laughs> You ever feel that We're way sometimes? <laughs> but I think, ladies and gentlemen listening today, what you owe it to yourself and your family is to educate yourself. Get as much information as you can. You'll always find full and fair, open and honest disclosure of what's going to happen if you work with um, you know, Lance Law, Inc., what's going to happen if you work with attorney Michael Coleman, what is it going to cost you. There's never going to be any mystery about that. You're going to know what's going to happen. And actually, uh, another person that we met with recently uh, asked if there were any fees for you and I, um, Dad, to meet with her or to talk to her over the phone in the future going forward. And we said, no, absolutely not. Yeah, so, the answer is no. And she was surprised to hear that. No, if we do work for somebody and we get um, paid, obviously, we were in business to earn a living, um, we're going to get paid from the company. And it's a very rare occasion that we might get paid something from a client, and we would only do that if there was a prior agreement in writing. So one of the things I talked about earlier was uh, sort of our pledge to our clients, and this is how we have always functioned and acted and how we always will. We want to know about goals, uh, both uh, legal, financial. Uh, if you don't have an estate plan, we want to refer you to somebody competent, uh, like Attorney Michael Coleman. Um, we want to know what your assets are and what your budget is. Do you have enough income to live on? 
And most importantly, we want to always act as your trusted professional and your trusted advisor. And there's a new definition of that out now under this uh, DOL or Department of Labor rule. The two other always things that have always been uh, part of our business is we will always provide advice and recommendations that is suitable for you and for your family. And then lastly, we will always act in your best interest. And we will always ask you uh, if where you place your money is appropriate and suitable to match your goals. So I'm not going to go into a lot more detail on that right now, simply to say that you need to work with people that you have faith and confidence in. Um, Mike, let's talk about some of the other uh, advisory or, or requirements of the rules of professional conduct that lawyers must act. One of the things I mentioned before was confidentiality of information. So this is really important in what we do. People come to us to really plan for no a number of years in the future. They want to make sure that their heirs are taken care of or children are taken care of or if there's you know, a special need situation in the family, they want to make sure that's taken care of. So a lot of times we'll have people looking for information from the document, what's in the will, what's in the trust, and we, we just can't share that with people unless we have the consent of the client. So that's very important in our field. Mm -hmm. um, one of the caveats to that that I'll mention is that um, information wouldn't necessarily be confidential if it's already a matter of public record. So, for instance, if something's on a uh, record at the Registry of Deeds, you know, that's a matter of public record. So it wouldn't necessarily be confidential if a will has been filed with a probate court. Then anyone can go into the probate court and look at that will. So, again, that wouldn't be necessarily confidential at that point in time. But that's another reason to have an estate plan is to avoid probate and avoid having that out there for everyone to see. Yeah, exactly. So... When we're talking about this new Department of Labor rule, sometimes it's called the DOL fiduciary rule, what it's simply saying is that uh, any person who's making financial recommendations to a client has to act in the best interest. I'm and curious. I don't know if you want to get into this, but sure. where did this come from? I mean, it seems like you know suitability, changing to best interest. Was there an event? Was there you know, a company that did something wrong, that we need more protection of clients? I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. Have other people not? Well, um, the short answer is yes. I mean, you can think back to Bernie Madoff, for example, a, a notable example. You can think back to Massachusetts when we had uh, a gentleman named Mr. Ponzi who created what the first Ponzi scheme, and that's where the word Ponzi scheme came from. So, yes. Uh, money is a powerful motivator for a lot of people, and you need to not only like the people that you're working with, but you have to be able to trust them and count on them to act professionally. It basically started with what I said at the top of the show, that there are some bad apples out there, some people who will take advantage of others just because it benefits them instead of doing what's right and, and suitable and uh, in the best interest of the client. So some people would... Uh, take somebody out of a product that they were already in, some type of investment that they were already in, and switch it simply because it uh, benefited the agent instead of the client. Mm -hmm. um, some people moved uh, some clients into products that might have uh, earned less money or paid a higher commission to the agent. So there were uh, some bad apples, basically, that I think caused all this to go into effect. Mike, it actually goes back to ancient Greek times. Because um, <laughs> most things originated from ancient Greece. The oracle is here. Speak to me. To change. <laughs> so, 
Where, where are we now? <laughs> Didn't you ever hear the story about the it's king? It's 2017 Oracle. Uh, okay. Don't you remember, Phil, the story about the, the ancient uh, king in Greece? And he had somebody who was going to sell him the finest clothing that he could ever wear. Uh, and it was a, you know, a certain number of drachmas he had to pay for it. And it was so fine that you could hardly see it. And he put this so supposedly really fine garment on the king. But really, there was nothing there, and the king walked down the street naked, thinking that he had this fine cloak on that everybody could see and admire. But it felt really good. And then finally, one, <laughs> then finally one little boy... Summer breeze, huh? <laughs> one little boy simply said, look, the king has no clothes. And then they finally realized the king had no clothes. Remember that story? I don't. You don't? You never heard that story? Has no clothes. Phil, where were you? <laughs> No, that's that's an ancient parable. The, I know. The, the king's new clothes, and yep. somebody scammed him. So it goes back to ancient Greek times, okay. Mike, to answer your questions. It only took 2,000 years to <laughs> fix this. <laughs> Actually, it's been going on for centuries. Mm-hmm. So the problem is if you have abuses, then you have legislation and requirements to restrict abuses. Now, some people have asked the question, am I going to see new paperwork? And the answer is yes. I want to be really clear. This new rule right now applies strictly to retirement accounts. And if you have somebody who's working as a stockbroker, for example, and has certain securities license, licenses, they're restricted by their broker-dealers um, or their registered investment advisor that they report under, they work under. And they're also presumed to be acting in a fiduciary capacity already doesn't mean that they always will necessarily. So ask questions. You have a right to ask questions, ladies and gentlemen. Um, will there be new paperwork? Yes, there will be some new paperwork. We've created over the years our own little internal disclosures about how we get paid. When we present information to people, we ask them to check off from a list which alternative they want to use so that there's some information about that. It's not necessarily going to cost more money. Um, does it mean that you'll uh, earn more on your retirement investments? Um, again, not necessarily. That's not going to necessarily be the case. Basically, this isn't going to affect a lot of people. Uh, it's really for those who have been um, you know, taken advantage of by certain agents who are not really forthcoming and are acting in their own best interest instead of the best interest of the clients. Right. Um, the only thing that it will do for you with regards to um, financial advisors who are honest and do and have done what's in the best interest of the clients is uh, have a little bit more transparency, which is what we've always done anyways. You know, right. say how we get paid, where we get um, our, um, our fee from. I want to give you a quotation from Martin Luther King Jr., um, which I think is relevant for today too. He said, life's most important urgent questions Life's most, life's most urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Um, well, what we're doing for others is doing the right thing all the time, doing the fair thing all the time, and disclosing and writing all the time. We would like to invite you to come to one of the upcoming Introduction to Retirement and Estate Planning workshops. Uh, Mike and Attorney Tenny Lance are going to be doing some presentations uh, Hampton Inn is Wednesday, June 21st. VFW in Dartmouth is Thursday, June 22nd. And the Office of Lance Law is on Saturday, June 24. 
Give them a call, please, at 508-998-8800 and make a reservation so that you can learn more about how to protect your family and how to take care of your assets. You know, Mike, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Um, Mike has a, a really straightforward, easygoing manner, never intimidating, and uh, has a lot of good experience. And he's also pretty smart. He graduated cum laude from his law school. Thank you. Peter, you (laughs) are also experienced. (laughs) Thank you. Here comes the the, uh, derogatory. And you're also pretty smart. (laughs) And it's always good to have you here. No, you do know what you're you're talking about. (laughs) You had a look on your face like you were going (laughs) to... I thought better of it. But you're also my son, and so I appreciate everything that you do to help me. And can I move in with you when I get older? <laughs> I always told you, yes. I'm being really nice to you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Money Wise. We're here to help you. Our goal is real simple. We, we say this a lot. We want to show you how to protect your family. We want to show you how to protect your money. So if we're meeting here three years from today, what has to have happened in your life that makes you feel you have made progress? Think about that really important question. Take some action. And thank you for continuing to listen to MoneyWise.